Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. If we back up to Genesis chapter 11 from verse 31, and Terah took took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from all of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. Another translation says they settled there. As I began to pray, I began to see that um, for a lot of us, there are altars. And um, I'll be talking on consecration, but before I get to, you know, your submission to God's will and all of that, beyond your willpower, there are things spiritually that can hold you back and keep you from fulfilling God's plan for your life. We are a generation that doesn't like to act like we have roots. We don't like acting like we have origin, you know, like we just, you know, kind of appeared and, you know, we we package and we look okay and, you know, we just feel that means our life is just going to be very all right. We see a man, Abraham. We see his father, actually, Terah. He was the one that the promise belonged to. They had left where they were. And the plan was, you know what, we are going to go to Canaan. Now, we don't know what the backstory was, but if we assume that God had told Terah, you know, Terah, I'm, I'm sending you, go to this land. This is the promised land. This is where I want you to go. And so they set up. They said, yes, fine, let's go. He took all his stuff for him. But eventually, he never really did get there. He settled at a particular place. For a lot of us, we are in a time of life where there are patterns that are repeating themselves. And um, being a believer is not where your establishment in God's divine plan for you ends. Being a believer, being saved, being able to pray in the Holy Ghost is not where God's divine plan is fulfilled and established. We must come to that place if if we will fulfill God's plan for our lives where we establish our authority. Where we establish our authority. Now, like I said, I began to see altars. And it was almost like, okay, so a lot of us are at a particular phase where it's like we're at crossroads. And so you're at a time of life where if you go down memory lane and you ask your parents some questions, you'll see that this was the particular point where they began to make some mistakes. This was the particular point where if they had done things a little bit different, they wouldn't be where they are today. And I know this is a rather strange word because, well, but I believe this is what is on God's heart for us today. God is saying to us, leave your father's house. Now, I I, I really do believe that the Holy Spirit will communicate really aptly what is, what is on the heart of the Father where this is concerned. Beyond the physical living, there is a spiritual dissociation that must occur from your roots, 
for God's plan for you to take root. There is a spiritual dissociation that must occur from your roots, from your origin, where you are from. There are prayers you begin to pray as it pertains to destiny that makes you realize that there is more to your fulfilling God's plan than willpower. There is more to your fulfilling God's plan than writing it down. There is more to your fulfilling God's plan than being a worker in church or than being someone that you know prays in the spirit or that even ministers. There are battles you must fight to establish God's plan for your life. There are depths of consecration you might never reach if these battles are not fought. To be consecrated is to be set apart to the purposes of the Father. Willing, you are, you, are, you are available. Spirit, soul, and body, you are available. There is nothing holding you down. Those cords have been broken. And so when we say things like, oh, pray, read your Bible, fast, yes, what these things do actually is they weaken those cords that seek to hold you back from launching into what God has ordained for you. And this cords holding you back, it's not just, they are addictions, yes. But again, I, I, I sense God really pressing on the fact that there are foundational altars. At a particular point in time, um, I, I, I used to, I, whenever I hear, I'm not going to say the church, but whenever I hear them pray, and I just used to be really wedded out, like, why do you pray like this? Why are you always fighting enemies? You know, why are you always, you know? Life is supposed to be easier than this now. Like, why are you doing this? And eventually, getting into school, um, I had a couple of, a series of attacks, so to speak, with fear, with asthma, quite a number of things. And I think it was at that point that I kind of woke up. You know, there are things that happen that cause you to wake up. It's almost like, and there's something deeper going on. This is not about, this is not about, oh my God, you know, I'm just feeling, this is just, you know, yeah, my mom had it. My grandmom had it. And yeah, it's just in our lineage. It's just, that's just the way it is. It's, it should stop with you. God said to me, I'm raising prophets of deliverance in families. He said, there are voices I am raising to silence altars that have held generations back the altar you raise as a man or a woman of the spirit it's not it's not just for you it's not it's not just to speak heavy tongues no what you are doing is for you is for your family is for the generations connected to you and so if you won't be serious for you at least be serious for your children yet unborn we must learn to take things beyond the, the face value this is what would make you stay and press. Someone who say, ah, no, there's nothing like that in my family. Oh, my, my parents are pastors. All of us, we are okay. We are doing very well. We are doing, eh, you know, it never really hurts to do a double check. And so you go to the place of prayer. And you have your arsenals with you. You have the angels of God. You have the Holy Ghost. And you have Jesus, the word. And so you just say, angels, just quickly help me do just one minor check up in my foundation and you pray every altar 
speaking against my divine establishment. I silence you by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not, it, it won't hurt you. Last, last, if they don't find anything, maybe they will shall come say, uh, everything is okay, everything is fine. But you see, and if leave, take all that you have. I want to show you something. This is God's word to us. You do not have to settle for what your parents settled for. I have a unique design for you. But you must press. You must press for light. You see, there is, that which, there is that which you see that can weaken the hold of the enemy for good. It's not, it's not about, um, um, it's not issue. There are a lot of things you can't use Agbari to do in life. And the sooner we realize that, the better. There are a lot of things that born light from heaven, the scales will fall off. Those things that have been holding you back, they drop dead. And so you are elevated literally to a realm where it's almost like, and, and, and you hear someone say, oh, I'm battling with this. And you're almost like, I don't want to be insane. And begin to reconstruct and reprogram the climate over your life, over the life of your family. So that you do not end up with a capped destiny. You know what a capped destiny is? There is a limit which your grandfather got to where wealth is concerned. Your father, by virtue of, you know, the prophetic, you know, going for a lot of meetings, was able to break that barrier a little. But is, he still didn't fulfill God's ultimate plan for his life. But he, he just seemed a bit more successful than his, grand, than his own father. And then here you are. You are not at the level that your parents were when they were your age, Joe. But still, if you keep going at the rate at which you are going, not handling certain things and silencing certain voices, you might never establish God's ultimate plan for you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace. God's plan is broad. It's broad. It's broad. It can't, it can't be established except by your partnership with the Holy Ghost. It can't be. It can't just fall. No, it's too heavy. It is literally catastrophic to the enemy, to the kingdom of darkness. If God does with you what he sets in his mind to do. And so we realize, we realize, oh my God, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I believe this is the warfare dimension of the establishment of God's divine plan. And so we press. We pray. We fast. We worship. We study. Open my eyes. I must see. My cardinal, I must see. I must be seen. I can't, the enemy cannot have me blinded at any point in time. And so if you're perpetually seen, there are things that would not be able to hang around you because you see them for what they are. So those things that are pleasurable, <laughs> those things that are pleasurable, but are, that are literally draining your destiny of its potential, 
you begin to see for what it is. This is not about pleasure anymore. What is pleasure? This is not pleasure. This is the enemy right here. He doesn't want me to be what God wants me to be. And I said, no. And so I'll stay here a bit more. My stand here is saying, no. You will not hold me down. You will not have me down. You will not have me under. You will not. I don't know what my parents might have done. I don't know what their grandparents might have done on my behalf, on the behalf of the lineage, but it starts with me. I am of the bloodline of Christ. And I establish my authority. And I'll be a voice in my life for my family. I raise the banner of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. No weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment is condemned. This is how you establish your authority. You establish your dominion. And as you establish it, you begin to see the Lord build a shield around you. Psalm 3 verse 3, for you, O Lord, are my shield. You're my glory. And you are the lifter of my head. And all of a sudden, you see yourself. You begin to do things that defy things that have, things that have never been done in your family before. Things that you've not even dreamt of. You're like, what is this? There's been a, there's literally been a, it's like there's been a, a dissociation and a, an association. You have subscribed for higher possibilities. What limited me in the past? What limited my family? Will not limit me. No. And so for some of us are deciding to take a fast or to, or to, or to, or to pray or to study. You see, the kingdom, the kingdom is, is not difficult. It's just that sometimes we are just not willing to, to really accept that it's that simple or we are just not willing to be consistent in the things we know to do. Just stay a bit more and see that plague leave. Say, Lord, open my eyes. I must be spiritually intelligent. For the individual that says that they would, that they would logicalize, they would logicalize the advantage that God has given us out of its true place. You know what an advantage is? It gives you a, and that is what the feast is actually. It's giving us an edge. It's giving us an advantage. And so in this conference, there are anointings. And what those anointings are present to do is to give us an advantage. And so you're stepping into 2021. Every other person is stepping into 2021 like, oh, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, I hope it's better, I hope it's better. You are stepping in with an advantage. What is an anointing? Empowerment and enabling. Let me just use, let me use a charm to explain it. And most of us must have come across one African magic movie or the other at some point in our lives. You know when you only give you a charm, you go to a herbalist and they give you a charm and it has connected to it possibilities. And they tell you, if you use it like this, this is the result you will get. You want this woman to die, put it under her or something and she will die, you know. Anointings work like that too. You come for it, you come to the feast. There are anointings here. You, you partake of those anointings. It doesn't stop there. You must learn, you must understand the anointing. Let me say that again. You must understand what the anointing that you obtain from here is to be used for. One of the anointings that the Lord told me over here is the anointing to overtake. 
2020 has been a year of massive delay for a lot of people. However, the, the, um, there'll, be a very, there'll be a very definite difference between those who were pulled back to be launched forward and those who were pulled back to be pulled back. <laughs> and the difference would be your understanding, maximizing the atmosphere of the spirit and understanding the anointing that comes in that atmosphere and with that atmosphere. This decade is the decade of the spirit. It's the decade for the spiritually minded. It's not the decade for the, for the carnally mind. I'm sorry, but if your intellect takes preeminence of your spiritual faculties, if you are one that subscribes to, you know, a mental way of doing things above the spiritual way, you're going to have a really slow in life. I'm not saying you won't make it, but it will be really slow. If you're going to move at a frequency that has never been, that has not even been studied before, you need someone higher to impart that upon you. And you need to align your mind with that. Alignment. Alignment. I want us to look very quickly at a particular man, Saul, that became Paul, Acts 9. I think this is one of the most amusing stories in the Bible because it just, it just shows you how, how much power the presence of Jesus communicates and how much, how much an encounter can do to a man, how an encounter can literally turn your life around. 360 degrees. How an encounter can birth you into submission to the purposes of God. Just one. Acts 9 verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters of the Lord. And asked letters, okay, from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I just want to be like Kenneth Copeland, and, you know, just for a moment. There's such an anointing on what you were talking about. And I don't want us to shift to a new topic just because we have to speak a topic. There's such an anointing on it. And we're just going to feast on that. Such a powerful... How many of you can feel the tangibility of that? Glory to God. To see you highly dead shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing. To see. Shining in the light of 
here today let that word be ringing in your ear altars I just keep hearing voices so for someone here I heard the cry of a baby you aborted a child and the blood of that child is speaking you're a believer, yes you are, but you see there are things we do that literally open the door. And it's almost like, oh hey demons, you can come in, just come and feast on me and feast on my destiny. Now you aborted that child thinking it was the best thing for you at the moment, but you see that, that, that was a legit trap by the enemy. And so God is saying, his mercy he's speaking for you, but you must erect another altar. The name of Jesus is higher than every other name. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Of things that are in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth. Premarital sex. There are altars that are speaking. You see, sex is one of the most, if not, one of the most is one of the most legal entry points for either God or the devil. And so if you do it in accordance with God, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's a dimension of God that you can step into. That is with his principles, you know, married and all of that. If you do it outside of his boundaries, there are repercussions as well. Because it is a spiritual thing. And so again, I hear altars that have been erected by virtue of that. And you don't even know. These altars, they, have, they literally have a ticking time bomb on them. And so they won't really speak now, but give yourself five, ten years from now. And you see that you've experienced a level of stagnation that you can't even comprehend. It's almost like you're not moving. You are, you are, it's not, you are getting older, but you know you're not moving. God's mercy is speaking over us today. He's reigning mercy. Shina Lada Bahaya di Ekosita Mandele Bro Osi and Agasta. 
Come on, would you just place your hand upon your belly? And the Benisa and just begin to pray in the spirit. And Nolobo si igana mande itavana ilabas. Retokosa jabande fretele manda. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We call upon God's mercy. And Marana Namazi Akaya. And Nobolune metemenina makasiende kozoto. And Nolobrada bodada. I would really advise that you do this. Redekedes de bende brada da bahaya. Emono jondo prokosto poro da baloda la bahom. Radada adamananda. understand for some of you you see there are different levels you've broken past certain levels but you see there are still levels that you need to break past and so the enemy in his wit has been programmed no problem now you've broken through financially Abby, but you seem to get married here on the walk I love a leke a gossi I stand up in the name of Jesus Christ, only the counsel of the Lord shall stand for my life. Just 
there is ordained wealth. There is ordained wealth, but you have never seen it. You do not see the effect of it. You do not see the impact of it. Some, some of you don't even know that from the foundations of the earth, in God's plan, God said, this family, I have earmarked them for uncommon wealth. And the enemy has used ignorance to lock the door of, the, of your storehouse. Inanasi anandi ladasa. The worst mistake the enemy could have made was making you become a believer and giving you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, what an advantage! What an advantage! What an advantage! Everything ordained to come to me. You see, for some of you, you are very comfortable where you are. And you see, one of the things the enemy uses is if he, if he knows he can't, you know, completely short-circuit all, all that belongs to you, he will give you small. Do you understand? He will let you access more. So you have just enough. And I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm on boo. I'm okay. Whereas that is not, hey, you are, you are, you are a thief. You are, you are a thief. Nah, you are taking my stuff. Are you are telling me I should take small. It's my own. It's my own. Light. No. I will not be small. I see the great plans God has for me. I will not be small. Would you roar and say everything that belongs to me? I stand on the promise of light and I step into it. for too much at least you have a job at least when you're working is okay they are paying you well you know i think it's okay it's I'm, you're comfortable I'm okay. at least you have a house at least you have one house whereas in god's divine plan you ought to own estates say so you have a house you're okay you say you have one car it's all it's all it's okay you know it's totally fine it's, i will not settle all that belongs to me will come to me my health my 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 marriage my children everything i will have everything and i'll still be on fire i will have everything everything the lord has ordained for me for the lord makes switch and he has no sorrow the lord maketh witch 
and addeth no sorrow. Wait. For some of you, there, there's a lie, there are lies that have been told. You say, you know, with this God thing, you, there are a lot of things you can't really have. You know, there's a limit. That's not the God I serve. <laughs> hey, my God makes rich and he adds no sorrow, not a drop. And so if there are elements that are breathing sorrow, it is not of my God. And because it is not of my God, it can't stay. So I stand on the authority that I have in Christ Jesus and I demand all that belongs to me. All! All!
We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.